everybody, and welcome to the Nerd Grounds Podcast. As always, it is your boy, Jake, and here with me today is my man, Dr. Blake. What is up? Thank you for that proper introduction. I'm happy to be here. So yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, just so everyone knows, this is not going to have anything to do with pop culture, comic books, or TV shows. We're just a solid hour of Blake giving the wrong medical advice today. The right medical advice. The right. <laughs> just kidding. This is I'd Game like of Thrones. I'd like to start off by saying if you have brain damage, just take a nap. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He is not a real doctor. He just plays one for the podcast. Um, <laughs> but we would like to – we will be discussing Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 5, the penultimate episode of the entire series titled – the bells blake what are your initial thoughts because this episode did not get a good reaction from the interwebs there it's getting a bad reaction for all the wrong reasons they're like saying that daenerys like completely flipped to a a new side that was wasn't like coming at all but this has been foreshadowed since season one it's a bunch of fucking casuals you normies yeah, man. I mean, yeah, like you said, this has been foreshadowed since the beginning. I mean, you can go back and listen to our episode we recorded before season eight began, and I'm I'm pretty sure I've called it since then that Daenerys is going to do this Mad Queen flip. You know, it's it's been foreshadowed for a long time, and if you didn't see it coming, you're not paying attention. Yeah, I straight up said that throughout the series, they're going to start to reveal something that we've been overlooking the entire time the one that something that was completely obvious and like in hindsight Daenerys going full mad queen was obvious in my opinion once i like build up all the clues like uh, collect all the clues together it was extremely obvious that it was going to happen especially after the last episode yeah especially especially, but, especially after the last episode but I mean, we should have was... seen it coming since season 1 to be honest yes i mean she was been burning people since season 1 yeah, like she said, her enemies will die screaming in season one. Well, we are on that order. Like, first clue that everybody should have taken was that her brother got brutally murdered right in front of her, and she's just stared at her brother dying with a cold expression. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, and that then, was that was the first time we re- she really went from a uh, you know any sort of coldness in her because before that she was just an innocent little girl, and that was really the first time she really showed i guess her true colors at this point yeah and after that we saw her uh burn the witch and before she burned the witch she said her enemies will die screaming then second season we saw her outside of the uh, city of karth in the garden of bones saying that she'll burn like she'll kill her enemies and burn down cities something along those lines and then she'll take what's hers with fire and blood yeah i mean she said that later on too and then was that season three it might have been season three, and then we also will have the the vision in the shot in the house of the undying, which we thought it was snow in the throne room, but it was actually ashes. Yeah, there was a lot of things actually in this episode that made me think that we overlooked prophecies as well, because one of the ones that I was really nitpicking throughout the episode, which I mean, you could I guess we took it a little uh, a little too literally, was about Cersei's death. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it came true, but not in the way we, she, we thought it was. She died in the hands of the Valonqar, and... Uh, yeah, Jamie had his uh, hands around her throat, but in a loving way. Yep, 
so I mean, like like you said, uh, there's a lot of prophecies in this episode that we just took a little too literally. Yeah, and we've just been enabling Daenerys in a way, like supporting her, like whenever she burned her enemies. But it turns out that was just the wrong thing to be doing. Yeah, I feel bad for <laughs> all the parents that name their kids Daenerys now. <laughs> Did they? Are people really doing that? Yeah, people have done that. Like it's like a study show. There's a slight influx of that name. Oh God! I hope my kids don't have to ever go to school with a person named Daenerys. <laughs> it might happen. You never know. But uh, I think before the we start this episode, we should dive a little bit into our death list, like as we usually do before we get like dive into the recap. Blake, that is a great idea. Let me go ahead and pull mine up. I'm not doing so well. Like again, I have to reiterate, I'm a complete dumbass on my death list. It makes no sense at all. Hey, well, uh, I feel like I did pretty good, actually, this episode. I got a couple things wrong, but I, f- I feel like overall I am uh, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad one of us is doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man, let's uh, let's start off with, I mean, the very beginning, who, watched, um, who died in the beginning, which would have been Varys. Yep, I was wrong about that one. Yep, well, I was actually right, so I'm going to add a plus one right next and to Varys. And you kind of called it. Like you said, he was going to do something stupid, and he kind of did. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I did. Yeah, I kind of – that's exactly how I saw it going was that he was going to get caught up just trying to do what he thought was right, and he was just going to get caught slipping. And I want to go actually to that scene real quick, and we'll kind of start off with the episode because that's how it began. Was that whole you know Varys getting killed off? Okay. <clears throat> right away, I kind of when the little bird came to him and said that they're watching him, but they're watching me. I was like, oh my god, yep, this is it for Varys. You know, he's caught up, and I kind of got that feeling right when it opened up with him and you're writing those notes and. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was like, all right, now it's an official treason now since you have it on paper. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I really didn't like the fact that Tyrion ratted him out. I felt like I was like, man, Tyrion, you a snitch. Like, you a snitch, dude. Like, you were just as guilty as running around telling everyone the rumors. Uh, You know, Varys was just a little more for it. But, I mean, he was just as guilty. He's the one that told Varys. Yeah, true. Like, he did the right thing. But doing the right thing in Game of Thrones isn't really the right thing. Exactly, and that's another thing I want to I want to touch on before we really get into the night's episode. Is everyone's complaining about you know the character development and Daenerys turning into a villain and you know her being evil, but I just want to revert to the fact that everyone who's ever done the right thing in Game of Thrones, with the exception of Jon Snow, fucking died. So yeah, exactly. Do you really expect you know everyone to be as pure and innocent? If you if you think this is a good family, wholehearted show, you haven't been watching. I mean, yeah. people are taking this. I feel they're like everyone who has the negative the con- they wanted. It's, no, they're getting mad because it's not the ending they wanted. Exactly. You know, if it was a happy ending, I would have hated it. Yep. Yep. This is if. Oh my god. Did they not watch Baylor in season one? Have they not been watching since season one? Everything's been foreshadowed. Like I'm enjoying every second of this uh, roller coaster, and but people haven't been paying attention. So yeah, I guess they just kind of forgot about that. 
It's ridiculous, man. It's not like this is not your average TV show where the good guys win and everything's you know sunshine and rainbows at the so end. Well, I don't know why they're being picky on this season. Yeah, man, this is this is ridiculous. I've talked to several faithful fans of the show, and from everyone that I've talked to, you know, I could see where the intellectual writing aspect of it does fall off in season six when the books end. Because George R. R. Martin obviously has a lot more to work with. He doesn't have to fit everything into an hour's episode. He gets to write an entire novel where he can do whatever he wants to pretty much. And obviously it's taken him, what, almost almost 10 years to, since he's put out – I think it's been 10 years since he's put out a book almost, you know, since his next book. So he's well, got plenty of no time. Idea. Yeah, He's got plenty of time to you know do whatever he wants and make the most complex stories and he's been writing for you know the original game of thrones book came out in i think the early 90s so he's yeah, been writing been for a long time you know and so obviously the showrunners aren't going to be able to put as much thought into what he's been able to so but another thing is though that uh george r, r. martin said himself that the ending he had planned really wasn't that different than the show's ending that was a while ago. I read a recent quote actually from about a week ago from since the, after the last episode. Um, it was after episode four. Did he change George, his mind? He actually said – I don't know how true this article was, but I read something that he it was not happy with how the showrunners decided to end it. But he did say that he was already planning on burning King's Landing, and then he had the – the five main characters making it to the end, the same five characters, Jane, uh, John, Tyrion, uh, Daenerys, Sansa, and Arya, and Bran, I think. Uh, out of, it was like, so around those characters. He wanted those characters to make it to the end, and they did. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm very curious to see how he finishes the books compared to how the showrunners finish the show. Um, but obviously, at the same time, I'm looking forward to the prequel series that will be coming out. Whoever, awesome, whoever yeah. Is. But yeah. but we gotta talk about. I really want still want to talk about Varys's death. Absolutely, absolutely. I was I was really disappointed, and then I mean, I wasn't really disappointed. I was just man, Daenerys is really gone now. This is how she's. Not only is she executing Varys, but she's doing doing it by Dragonfire, and that's you shouldn't do that to one of your, well, it used to be one of your good friends. One like you wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for Varys. Yeah, not even her friend, her advisor. I mean, this was one of her council members. This was her advisor. You know, her master of whispers. This was how she got all her juicy info, all her gossip. You know, yeah, he was a shady character since day one, but. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, if anything, you should have, you know, imprisoned him, locked him up. You don't go around burning your own advisors like that. That was, uh, uh, you know. Uh, that doesn't do did... much for loyalty. Exactly. Ex- that does not inspire loyalty. Exactly. That's exactly what Tyrion's been telling her this entire time. Yeah, but then she's like straight up said, I, I choose fear. Yeah. And I think she said that in the last episode too, you know. Uh... Or no, 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 no. Um she said it right after this, um, right after she burnt Varys alive. She says, "I want um, what happens to uh, this is what happens to people who know the truth," referring to John's lineage, which was just fucking terrifying when you think about it. Like that's how she reacts to people who know who's John's real parents are. Like, is she yeah, gonna sure. like kill everybody in the north as like as well or something? Like, geez, 
She's just threatening a lot of pe- people right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think John real- might realize that too at this point after what she did to King's Landing. Obviously, you know, she he knows who knows the truth and that's his two sisters. That's who he told. <clears throat> If uh, they went and snitched to Tyrion, Tyrion went and snitched to Varys. The only two people that John knows for sure besides Varys and Tyrion now are his sisters. So, you know, if I were John, I'd really be worried about their well-being with Daenerys around. Yeah, that he's he has many reasons to be angry and worried about Daenerys. Yeah, yeah, because uh, because yeah. well, King's Landing. Like, there's several reasons why. He's going to be mad, not just burning the whole city. Like, we'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah, man. What? Uh, right after that, you know, we see Jamie got caught up sneaking back into King's Landing. Uh, and, and well, he's trying first, to. Yeah. Uh, trying to, yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny how they're like, well, how, how they, how'd you get caught? And he kind of just sticks up his golden hand. I was like, oh, yeah, that is, you kind of stand out like a gold thumb. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right afterwards when he uh, Tyrion approached Davos and asked him for a favor, I kind of realized, like, okay, he's going to turn around and try to get Jamie out of there. Yeah, I know. I'm glad he did that. Hell yeah, man, because the scene that followed up after when Tyrion, uh, you know, turned around and saved Jamie, uh, it almost started to make me think about what I did predict before Season 8 as well, about Tyrion dying, saving Jamie, after Jamie's, you know, always been the one to save Tyrion. Uh, because yeah, right before that, could still happen. Yeah, it, that's what I'm thinking too. Because right before that, Daenerys told Tyrion, "If you betray me again, it'll, you, you know, you will die. You know, it'll be you, like what just happened to Varys." Yeah, once I realized what Tyrion was doing, I just straight up said out loud, he, "Like he's gonna burn for this." Yeah. So, uh, but all in all, dude, that that. Last final interaction between the two brothers with Jamie and Tyrion right there. And when Tyrion kind of laid it all out for him and he was like, you're the only one who never treated me like a monster. You were all I had. Like I was like, you know, fuck, man. Like that made me feel like Jamie was the best brother. Yeah, man. Like he's been a character who was a piece of shit, and did a lot of awful things. But, you know, there's been several moments throughout the series where you actually feel for a character. And that's a well-written character right there. Yeah. Someone who you who does awful things, who is a clear cut villain of the series. But there's times where you still feel for them. And, you know, that last scene right there between Jamie and Tyrion was one of those scenes where. He, he came full circle, just like Theon. Yeah, well, I don't know about well, that. Not, no, it's he not, made a, yeah. circle, not a circle, my bad. No, he started from the bottom, and then he worked his way up. And then a little bit later on, he went right back down. Uh, but we'll get to that. because yeah. No, fuck that. Jamie turned around and crawled, tucked tail and crawled right back to Cersei. Uh, and that just, for me, it took away a lot of redemption that he had done. Uh, going I with felt Chief like that. he was doing the right thing. He's not like he was saving her to fight another day. He was like just going to take her away from all this. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, I I shouldn't say that. I feel like you know, uh, but yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I just don't think Cersei would have been one to just so. I thought she, would, she was about to be broken after uh, this whole episode. Uh, I, I, she wouldn't have come back for that, but she didn't have a choice because the Red Keep collapsed on her. 
Yeah. Oh my God. We'll get to this. We'll get to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that was, you know, that was a great scene. And then right after that, we jumped into King's Landing's preparation, and that kind of just gives you a an idea of just the sheer volume of how many people are in King's Landing, and a lot of them didn't seem like warriors. No, there's just people, a lot of people. And um, another lighthearted moment, well, just like one lighthearted moment, really. Um, we had another celebrity cameo in like around in and around the beginning of the uh, King's Landing preparation. Oh, yeah. Second time he's been killed this year. Wait, who is he's been in this two times now? No, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been in Game of Thrones before this episode. No, 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 no. I'm oh, a, like, are you making a joke? <laughs> on, the, on, the fo- on the football field. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's mean. But yeah, he was uh, one of the archers for, uh, like, uh, at the battlements. Yeah, no, I did see that. I, uh, I didn't, I, I knew he was going to make the cameo watching the episode. Couldn't find him while I was watching the episode. Uh, no, was trying there's to pay- no way you can see that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because he was, like, the third archer in. Yeah, he wasn't even the closest one. If he was the closest one, yeah, he can catch it. But he was like the third one down, and his face got kind of blurry at that point. Yeah. So if you're like, you have to squint in your eyes and actually actually know that you're looking for him, and then you'll see him. Yeah, no, I actually had to go online uh, last night after the episode to look it up and find it. But yeah, I did, and I. Yeah, that was like I guess it was all right. It was better than Joey Bosa's cameo. Uh, I don't know if you know he made a cameo in the Battle of the Winterfell. And even he can't really – I mean he thinks he found himself, but like it's even smaller of a cameo. And like I didn't know which episode it was going to be in or where it was, but uh, yeah. The most obvious one is just Aaron Sheeran. <clears throat> That's because he was like had a few lines and he was singing. Yeah. Yeah, that was – like that's what honestly it made me feel like when they, they kind of gave uh, Aaron Rodgers – I feel like the Ed Sheeran cameo treatment. And I was expecting more of a cameo from Aaron Rodgers. I, I at least expected it to watch him, like, you know, get killed. Um, but I don't know. It kind of take away from the moment for me. I was like, oh, look, there's Aaron Rodgers dying. So they have to be, like, really subtle about this. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. You got a good point. I just, you know, don't care for him. Not that I hate him or just you know, don't care for him. But anyways... But yeah, man. So yeah, there was, and then also the very, very disappointing Golden Company, dude. I was extremely disappointed. I was like, yes, we get to see them in action. I was like talking uh, Captain Strickland up so much. He's like, he's a what's a fourth generation commander. I was like, yes, I'm excited uh, to see him in action, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, what the fuck is Blake talking about? These guys ain't bad. They're fucking pussies, dude. They was all running and got killed and shit. No, they you know, didn't even get behind a chance. They're not was... pussies. They didn't even get a chance. Oh, fuck that. No. Yeah. That's like saying, like, that would be the equivalent of then solely, like, oh, these guys are badasses, but then like, you attack them for the, with a dragon for the first time you ever see them in battle, then you're like, oh, these guys aren't shit. Like, come on. Give them benefit of doubt. Mm. They didn't prove themselves to me. You can't really prove yourself in that situation, but yeah, there's a lot of theories going around before the battle started that it was going to be Drogon laying eggs because you saw Euron kind of squinting and then he looked kind of shocked when, when he was on his ship, but no, there's no baby dragons. It was just Drogon coming in and burning the entire fleet. Yeah, I wasn't too sold on that theory from the beginning. 
Um, me neither. It was just kind of iffy for me. But one thing, like I was didn't really get is why wasn't Euron on one of the Scorpions? Because he had like hundred percent accuracy the last time we saw on one one of those. So they should have had him on there. But for some reason, he wasn't on there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think they caught him. They definitely caught him by surprise. Well, obviously they caught him by surprise when she came yeah. at him from the sun. Which is just like, okay, no, you know, I don't know. But yeah, then we saw the after the fleet gets destroyed, and I knew that wasn't going to be the last we saw of Euron. We, I knew we were going to see him swimming up somewhere. Then Drogon went straight to attacking the Golden Company from behind, and then that's when our, the, our armies flooded uh, King's Landing. Oh, yeah, dude. When Honestly, yeah, when Drogon came and blew the fucking the gates in from behind at the golden company that was so awesome like that was so cool i was so like i didn't expect that like i expected him obviously to attack with all the explosions getting closer and closer um you know i expected him to maybe come like sweeping in from the side but for him to just blow through the gate like that and just not like totally blindside him i thought was awesome <clears throat> yeah, a lot of great this carnage like already from the start like maybe you saw charred bodies and then everybody is injured Strickland barely survived the blast but then Grey Worm came in and finished him off fuck dude Grey Worm was a fucking savage in this episode he was so bad he was really... I have opinions I have opinions about that well, uh, let's hear him I mean why not I mean we're already getting to that point anyway it's just um when they're like they're making their way through King's Landing easily, easily, and then you're getting to that really tense moment, tearing, staring down the bell, just waiting for it to be rung, and you hear people like screaming, "Ring the bell, ring the bell!" And then the bell is rung, and then we saw Daenerys just staring down King's Landing, like just taking it as a personal insult that Cersei is in there, and then she finally took off. And then I was, I was just really disappointed in Grey Worm that like his actions during this battle, like. He wasn't uh, just a a cold, like unemotional soldier like he used to be as in Sully. Now he's just killing with rage, and I was really disappointed to see him do that. And I was like, I I want I want Gray actually want Gray Worm to die now. Yeah, I actually want to see him versus John because of their little glance back and forth once the slaughter and the massacre of King's Landing really began. Um, you know, because I almost expected. Uh, Daenerys, once she was sitting atop the roof with Drogon, staring down at the Red Keep, I expected her to go berserk. And I, like I said, I've predicted it since the beginning. So I wasn't too shocked. Watching everyone get just like charred alive, like the civilians, that was pretty bad. But then once I realized, how, once I really thought it was bad was when freaking, yeah, the Unsullied were going through and just slaughtering the innocents. And you had all sorts of just soldiers attacking women and children, dude. And yeah, so Dothraki were coming by, like, Daenerys really started that whole thing. Yeah, dude, she went from, yeah, she totally, totally and, flipped script, and, you know, it, obviously it was foreshadowed since the beginning, but, I mean, it was just a real In my real opinion, big... she's the most evil character in the show now. You think so? So think of it this way, let's, alright, what's the worst thing that Cersei's ever done? Uh, blow up the sept of Baylor. Yes. yes, I agree. And then the worst thing that Ramsey's ever done. 
Just torture people. Yeah, but that's some like the amount of numbers of the sept. Uh, worst thing that Joffrey's ever done. And torture people. Yeah, that, I see where you're. I see where you're going with this. I see yeah. where you're going with this. But that doesn't amount to what Daenerys did. Daenerys is burning people on her own, and then she gave her her soldiers the go ahead to kill everybody after they had surrendered. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's even worse. They kill everybody. Just take what you want. This is a like full on pillage. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see where you're going with that, and you, you, uh, you got a point, man. Yeah, like the uh, closest one is Cersei with blowing up the Sept, but that wasn't enough num, like that wasn't as much numbers as Daenerys. No, no, by far. I mean, we don't have an exact. I don't want to say the entire million people of King's Landing died, but obviously, it was a lot more people than were in the Sept of Baylor. I like to say, like most of King's Landing died on this episode. Oh, dude, I would at least say a solid 75-80%. Yeah, I was guessing around the same numbers. Yeah, because obviously we saw that her, like, I mean, when we saw her dragon fire, it was really focused on, from what, you know, that was still about midway of the episode. Um, but yeah, it looked like in the beginning she was just focusing at one spot, but I mean, fuck, dude, we can't, I can't, you can't use that as a factor based off of all the damage because there was a good portion of the episode where we didn't see Daenerys flying around and you know obviously she was still burning the people burning shit with her dragon um, she because- like she uh, at that point that point it's not a, a snap decision she was doing that consciously because she was doing that for an extended period of time she knew yeah. damn well what she was doing I'm really eager to hear what she has to say about everything if she's gonna just own up to it or if she's gonna try and justify her decisions uh, she's she's not gonna apologize. That's for sure. Well, I don't think she's gonna apologize. No, but I don't. But do you think she's just gonna be like, "Yeah, I fucking did it. What are you gonna do about it? I've got a goddamn dragon. I'm the queen of the seven kingdoms. I've got an army. I'm the strong. You know, what are you gonna do about it? If she's gonna embrace the evil, or if she's gonna be like, you know, this had to be done. You know, they were never gonna. You know, they were never gonna accept me. You know, I had to do this so we can live in peace. Type shit. I want to know how she's going to try and justify it. Because obviously she's going to try and justify it either way. I think she's going to be saying something along the lines of, you will obey your queen, or else you'll face fire, or something along those lines. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're 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 on the line, along the lines of, she's going to embrace the evil. <clears throat> yeah. She's worse than her dad. Uh, yeah, at this point, because, right, the Mad King never really got to succeed. He tried, but, yeah. Yeah, I never really got to ignite the wildfire. And that was another thing is that I really enjoyed was also that the, the wildfire that was stored throughout the city was going off as the dragon fire was going yeah, off. Yeah, that scared me. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and you know what? I Honestly, when I was watching Cersei up in the top of the Red Keep when the attack first began, my whole thing – I that was my thought was that, oh, my god, what if she has stashes of wildfire throughout the city – and as Daenerys is getting closer and closer and everyone's in the city, she's just going to ignite it all off, killing everyone. And That's I was what, thinking I that. I kind of thought too, but. You know, obviously not. But yeah, so. No. So I was like, fuck, man. But, you know, I, 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 I was the wildfire was in the back of my mind, uh, but I thought it was going to be used in a different way. But just to see the, the stores of wildfire go off was pretty cool in my opinion. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was like another extra added detail that was made it like made me even more immersed into the episode. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, dude, can we talk a really quick about how just before 
then, you know, the slaughter really began. There was a brief exchange between Kybert and Cersei where he was, you know, just like, you know, this isn't safe anymore. She's all nonsense. The Red Keep is the safest place in all of the King's Landing. Uh, and it was just like, dude, Kybern was smart and Cersei was just being stupid. And he was like, you know, the gold company's wasted. You know, there's no more scorpions. We got to go. And she was just like, no, we're good. And so, like, that was right there what made me think that maybe she had, like, a, a backup plan in case things didn't work out her way. We thought she had some up her sleeve, but it turns exactly. out she was just in denial. Exactly. And then right after that, obviously, is when we got the massacre at King's Landing. And that was – dude, like, I felt like – okay, so obviously that was the moment more shocking than the Red Wedding because that, to me, was just, like – that was gave me the same vibes watching, like, especially, like, watching, like, the the – like the women and the children being burned alive and just everyone being torched. And like at first I thought it, she was just like attacking the soldiers running through the city. But then I realized it was like innocence too. I was like, fuck, dude, this ain't cool. Like I, I had a sinking feeling in my chest. But at the same time, like my heart was pounding. It was to the yeah. point where like I, I, I like my heart was beating so hard. Like I felt nauseous afterwards and I was like, fuck, man, I need some water. Like I need to sit down for a minute. <laughs> like I, I'm not even exaggerating. Like my, my hand, my palms were sweating, dude. Like I was so yeah. anxious to see what was going to happen at that point when Cersei or excuse me, when Daenerys landed on that building on top of Drogon. And I did not know what I was going to expect because obviously the way that everything, you know, the the music and everything the way everything was the momentum was building up something was about to fucking go down um it was a beautifully shot episode that was had the, some of the best cinematic epi- uh, cinematic moments of this entire series cinematography was on point freaking like beautiful. i saw this all over twitter like there was like i don't know like 20 different posts from like different people saying oh this shot made the episode and like everybody's saying the same thing but they're all different shots and they're all right yeah, man, there's like the shots of uh, uh we'll get there in a minute. God, uh, but yeah. How about we'll, so, we'll go ahead and move on to this duel and across so another for name a off. while. Like I, what I thought was gonna happen is that you know how Jamie is racing to the Red Keep, and then same thing with uh, Arya and the Hound. I was like, I said out loud, I was like, well, what if Jamie kills Arya to protect Cersei? I thought that was going to happen, but obviously it went a different route. Yeah, I thought if anything, Jamie was going to. Uh, I don't know. I, I I thought that he just might just die and not make it to Cersei at all. Like that was my initial thought. Once he, especially once he started like. I thought he was going to, like, get killed by, like, the dragon fire, honestly. Well, he almost got killed. <laughs> yeah, but, like, when he was, like, going through the crowd, I thought that he'd just get stuck out there in the middle. Once they closed the gates on him, like, right before, um, once they closed the gates and, like, Arya made it in and the Hound made it in. And then... Yeah, uh, found a way, though. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Yeah, same here. But, like, that's what that was my initial thought. I didn't think he was... I didn't expect the, this next scene to happen, the duel between... Uh, you're on and Jamie. I did not expect that. It, it seems right that it did happen, though. It was pretty cool. It was a brutal fight. The second most brutal fight of this episode. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, it doesn't even come close to the first fight. The other but fight. Still, oh my god, still, we'll get there. We'll get I, there. I, oh. I don't, that, don't downplay this fight at all, though. This is still a really good fight. Yeah, it was two, it was two more of the lesser-liked characters of the series. 
and they're both skilled warriors at one point. I guess you could at least say for Jamie. Uh, you're on probably still. Uh, but yeah, man, it was interesting to see, <clears throat> especially the trash talk in between them. Yeah, Euron is such an asshole. Fuck, I like it. Yeah. He's a good. He's a good character. I enjoyed him, but yeah, he's an asshole. He was just. He knows how to push Jamie's buttons. Uh yeah. And then he was just laying there on the rock. He's like, "I was the man who killed Jamie Lannister." Yeah, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. But it but... was pretty awesome the way that Jamie used his hand in that fight, and pretty brutal. Like I said, brutal. Like this fight was brutal just because of this one moment where Jamie used his hand to punch Euron in. The throat, and I was like, "Oh, I felt that, dude." That I know, sucked. I, I was expecting him to use it as a weapon, especially when, like, you know, you're on. He had, they disarmed each other. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, it's like he's got to use that gold hand to just fucking like you know smash his face. And I was expecting him to like bash his head in or something with it, but you know, it worked. Whatever's most effective. Yeah, he ended up he he got the W and barely walked away. Shit, man! But go that- ahead and uh. <laughs> yeah let's go Me ahead and uh, switch over to the death list yeah so did you have Euron alive or dead dead dead, dead. alright so that's dead a- is Ned ah oh, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> alright so that's a point for both of us and then that uh, leads to a very heartfelt conversation between Arya and uh, Sandor. Sandor, bro, that was uh, that was almost honestly out of all of the conversations, like just the, the brief exchanges in the entire series. That one was honestly just because the Hound. You know, the Hound is my favorite character, and then yeah. I've always enjoyed their their relationship between the two of the characters. And then for her to finally just be like, like Sandor. Thank you. And I was just like, my fucking boy, you! <laughs> like, I was like, god damn it, dude. Like, I knew he was about to die. I knew it was... <coughs> Excuse me. I knew he was about to die. But it was just like, that was just like, he was... that uh, Like, he had done some rotten things in the beginning. He was a shitty person. But, like, he had totally redeemed himself in my eyes. Because this was a girl at one point... Who she was? He was on her death list, you know. She she was holding a rock over his head. Yeah, she was gonna kill him. She wanted to kill him. She thought she did at one point, and then for her to you know, ah man, I just I love that you know. I I I just I tweeted that afterwards. Was like, Sandor, thank you, you know, fuck man, because I think that was actually the very first time anybody had referred to him as Sandor. I was saying the same thing. I was like, I don't really remember. Like I like you remember hearing the name a few times on the series, but I don't remember anybody calling him that. No, no, yeah, nobody called him that. They referred to he was mentioned by name as Sandor Clegane, but I don't think anybody actually says spoke to him as Sandor, which was the, that was the first thought that popped into my head. I don't recall. I'm not going to quote myself one hundred percent on that, but I mean, dude, I love that. I fucking love that. Uh. But yeah, right afterwards, we got the motherfucking Clegane Bull. Oh yeah, that was the most long-awaited showdown since season one. Since Robert Baratheon called it off, it was the 
number one duel that I have been looking forward to in the entire series. Thought it wasn't going to happen. Thought it was going to happen last season. Wasn't sure if it was going to happen afterwards. But sure enough, the penultimate episode of the series, one of the greatest duels in the entire series. Nothing but goosebumps. Dude, nothing but fucking clashing metal and steel, zombie faces, stabs, Blood. more stabs, <laughs> falling rocks. Oh, my God, man. So, so, I, so right, before this, right before the scene happened, we see um, uh, Cersei running with Kyburn, uh, the Queensguard, and the Mountain running down the tower. You see it collapsing, and I was like, no, 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 no. And I was only saying that because I wanted the Mountain to survive. I know I really like that how he would he just kind of like stood over them and like used his body as a shield and just and, took it and then and everyone else got like crushed oh yeah oh yeah well you looked right after it panned out and you could see kind of the soldiers that were still above them kind of coming back down everyone else around them was crushed I don't know if you noticed that but you could see like rocks and limbs like around them yeah but they were fine <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's um, the mountain. Right. And then fucking sure enough, uh, a few seconds later, right after that, actually, uh, the hound shows up and I fucking was on the edge of my seat before the fight even started because uh, obey your queen, Sir Gregor. Boom, boom, he snatched him, smashed his head into the rock and threw him like a rag doll. When Kyburn got killed, that's another name we're going to go ahead and cross off right now. Is I believe I he's, don't on. Think he's on the list. No, no, he's not. Yeah. He should be because that was a fucking sweet death. Like that was. I feel bad for him, but yeah, the mountain for all obedience just for his brother. He's like, I'm going to kill him. You can't stop me. That is a lifelong, a lifetime of hatred, and between you know, them for, on both sides. Oh my god, yeah. We saw how that ended out. We'll get there in a second. But oh my god, can we just you know? I just yeah, wanna... Cersei walked by and like the 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 hound letter because he didn't care about her. He was like, he's well, he said in the past, fuck the queen. He doesn't care about the queen. He he just wants to kill his brother. Yeah, and that was exactly what he had came there for, and that was what his mission was. That's why he went to King's Landing. He only went there to kill his brother. Nothing and, else. And man, when they find when he uh, when that. Uh, right in the beginning when that rock fell and knocked the helmet off? Or was that... Or did he get his helmet knocked off by the hound? I'm pretty sure the hound knocked his helmet off. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, when the hound knocked his helmet off. Oh, yeah, because he just took there and, like, hit the shit out of him a couple times. Yeah, and I was like, is the mountain just going to use his hands? Because I think that'll, that's probably gonna, still going to work. Fuck, it almost did. But yeah, man, when they finally revealed what the zombie mountain's face looks like. Oh, Ooh! God. Terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it looks like... Uh, like Jason a, Voorhees? No, they're saying it looks like Lord Varys, but like an old, nasty version, like <laughs> all, oh, roided, all roided out in green, like grayscale. I don't <laughs> want to see a roided out Varys. No, nah, I don't think... Well, I mean, go back and look at the mountain. You'll get a good idea. <laughs> You remind yeah, me of Jason Voorhees, an absolute unit. Dude, oh my god, that was gross. Like, But I'm honestly so glad we finally got to see what it looked like. Uh, but god damn, dude. That was a brutal fight, and I just thought, no, don't do it to him. <laughs> I when don't want another Ober and Martell. 
he almost got the fucking the Oberyn treatment, dude. But after stabbing him, uh, uh, yeah, several times, mind you. He he was you know he got him a couple times, and then oh that was while he was getting in the air. But yeah, there was the one through the chest too. Like you're, I'm sure that's the one you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So he took that through the chest, and he just sat there and pulled the sword right out. Like, holy shit. Yeah, and then he's sitting there, you know, jabbing him up, stabbing him, and I'm thinking, you know, he's a zombie stabbing the fucking head. But then he you know, heard finally, you. <laughs> yeah, he finally got the idea when he, but he, I'm sure he couldn't see shit because he was about to get, like you said, he was about to get the Oberyn treatment. But then, yeah, he stuck that fucking blade right through his eye, and that's still, I, no, honestly, I don't think that would have killed him. It, obviously, it didn't. Um, but like I'm, it, it kind of deterred him like for a second, and then the hound just realizes like. Man, there's really no winning this fight. But then yeah. he found a way, though. He still found a way. But yeah. in the worst way possible for him. By sacrificing himself. No, not only that, but he died by fire right next to his brother. Yeah, I, yeah, that was... I realized that, too, as they were falling into the fire. I was like, man, that's the one way the hound would go out, is by jumping into a fucking pit of fire, pretty it's much. really so bad for him, like... That's just a terrible way to, for him to go, of all people. Yeah. And there's no chance of him surviving that. I think there's an official death list for this episode, and he was on it. Yeah, no, I don't think either. There's no way either of them survived. If they survived the fall, they're not surviving the fire. No. No, everything is, uh, everything is burnt. That was terrible. That was, I mean, that was beautiful, but like the damage, the... The devastation of the aftermath was terrible. Okay, so this is like when I was saying earlier that John is going to be pissed off that Daenerys for like several different reasons. Like one, she was burning like innocent civilians and families, and two, she was putting John himself in danger and all the rest of her troops. And three, he's going to find out that Arya was in the middle of the, all that as well. I think he's going to be pretty upset to know that Arya was in the city. And she was badly injured. Yeah, dude. There, yeah. There's going to be a lot of reasons why Daenerys is going to face a lot of backlash. Obviously, there's going to be people who are just going to disprove of her methods and the way she went about things in this episode. Yeah. Grey Worm and, is Grey Worm and Drogon are her last allies. Pretty much. Yeah, because man, you think about it, Tyrion's going to be another one. Tyrion's not going to be happy with her. You think he, he'll probably – honestly, I could see him doing something like borderline suicidal and like yeah, just like – maybe just like standing next to her and killing her, then Drogon lights him up or something like that. Or, you know, in the beginning of the episode, just really opening up with like Tyrion saying, you know, how could you do this? This is – you know, I, I, I refuse to serve you. I refuse to – you know, and then she just killing him. Yeah, it's terrible. I feel bad for Tyrion. He was setting up this great plan to take King's Landing peacefully, but Daenerys didn't want any of it. Man, yeah, that was. This is honestly. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. God, yeah, damn. but yeah, because yeah, Arya. Or back to Arya. Yeah, dude, her whole evac mission was. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Watching that, watching her go through, and she went from you know being like a. A real hero from not only being a total badass to an actual hero, saving people's lives, going out of her way and, you know, saving people's lives. And uh, I felt bad for her when she was with no, that trying to, at least. She failed, but I don't blame her for that. 
Yeah. I mean, when she she went in that, that room with all the women and children and she said, you know, you, you need to move. We need to go. And uh, we saw how that ended out. And I felt bad for her, like you said, man. She tried. Yeah, it was like a scene out of Pompeii where all the bodies are just burnt corpses on the ground. You can't even recognize them anymore. Yeah, was that like a corpse holding a cane that she was staring at? Well, I when thought she was... first a- a- approached. I thought that was like the mother and the daughter, but I don't remember any of them holding anything, either of them holding anything. Well, she did see the mother and daughter corpses. Like she saw the mother holding the daughter and they're just charred. Yeah, but then there was like somebody holding up something. It looked like they could have been like a cane or I'm not really sure, but then but, uh, yeah. we got we got that moment where um a lot of people are interpreting this in many different ways and that was Arya and the White Horse. The way like I had to go back and like do some research and like like look some things up, but yeah, that daughter of the mother that Arya tried to save, she was holding a, a toy white horse. So that's one thing we gotta think about. Okay, well then that was another thing that I thought. That daughter was that was a toy horse that she was the holding in her hand, not a cane. That's what that was. Okay. I thought that was it looked like the shape of a horse or an animal, so that was a toy horse that was charred. And it was the same scene. Okay, yeah. it was the same set of bodies. Okay, so that was Okay, so she was holding a white a white horse toy. I did not notice that. Yeah, there's a lot of Im- different imper- imper- uh, interpretations that, like, she's no longer all about death anymore. That white horse represents her fighting for life or something like that. Okay, you know, I've seen also the quotes. You know, the death comes on a pale white horse. There were some comparisons to the four horsemen as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's 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 rough stuff. A lot of symbolism. A lot of symbolism, man. This is a fucking great. uh, I don't like this. Brings me back to like I don't get how people can be upset and not like this show. I I don't really care. Like I'm enjoying this. uh, Like I said, I called it a roller coaster for a ride earlier, and I'm enjoying every second of it. Amen. So so (laughs) it's not gonna. Other people's opinions aren't gonna affect mine. Not one bit. I'm with you right there. I just think that they are like they they. They don't like it, like I said earlier. They they don't like it because it's not any way they wanted it to. Yeah, it's it's that, and I feel like a lot of people just like to hate what's popular right now, just you know, because maybe their opinion can for once seem relevant to someone else. If they want to, you know, trash whatever's popular, someone might read their opinion and you know consider them. Yeah, a lot of people like just basing their social presence on online all around hate, and yeah, Game of Thrones is getting some unnecessary. Hate. I can understand it a little bit, but. In the end, not really. You know, I can understand why people would... If you've been following it since the beginning, you've read the books, and I can understand the drop-off between the complexity of the stories and the character development. Because when we had the material from the books to work with, we had, you know, years on years and years of material to work with. So uh, I can understand why people would be upset at that aspect. But at the same time, how often do we get a show on TV that's there's so many people watching and so many people critiquing because it is that good. I mean, when it comes down to it, what other shows are we talking about at this volume? Like whenever, whenever like every single Sunday after the episode airs, there's an explosion on social media every single time. Exactly. That's my point. How often do we see multiple different uh, websites writing articles about one episode of a TV show? Never. We never get this kind of interaction between, fans and the reactions from a tv show like that i can remember 
I mean, social media hasn't been around for forever, but you know, hey, my- yeah, like I used to be watching The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones every Sunday. I used to be excited for it. Like I get uh, two in one night, and then like The Walking Dead, of course, fell off completely. It's still going on. But Game is of Thrones it? stuck through. No, yeah, I'm The joking. Walking Dead. Is- I I'm, j- I'm joking with you. I'm joking with you. I know. I know. Yeah. The, like, the Game of Thrones is still here. I mean, it's it's ending, but it's still impressive to know that they've had this high quality of a show for, throughout all these years. Yeah, man. And, you know, I do, uh, we could speculate and say that, you know, the people who are really displeased aren't haven't been watching since the beginning. But they might have. They might just be very critical People who like very specific things, and they don't but, like others. It goes back to my 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 issue with people who don't like the way writers write comic books. Well, guess what? If you don't like it, write it the way you want to. That's the writer's interpretation. That's not their job to write it how you want it. It's their job to write it how they think is the best. And everyone's opinion is just that, an opinion. So if you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't ruin it for everybody else. I, they can't be mad just because Daenerys is like, well, she's going to end up on Iron Throne temporarily, but don't be mad that it's like <laughs> what you wanted to do, and then she's probably going to die. Yeah, that's why I mentioned earlier is I, I try to stay away from I feel like um, remarks or I, I think that remarks because in the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the fuck I think. It matters what the, the writers thought and how what they made for us. And we're just here to talk about it. And we're not going to write a show. If we think about what we want to write for a show, then hey, go out and write your own damn show. And it could be whatever you want. And you could write it however you want to. But and until... then you deal with the backlash when it doesn't end the way exactly. people want then... to. Exactly. So you can never make everybody happy. So well, that's we just got, what I think about guess... that. Yeah, uh, Jamie and Cersei. Uh... Oh, damn. That was sad. I don't know about you, but that, I, I got sad during that moment. You never yeah. seen Cersei like that before, and then Jamie's doing everything he can, but then he quickly realizes that there's no hope. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Like I told my fiance after we watched it was, you know, we've seen Cersei defeated. We've seen her at her worst. You know, I'm thinking of the shame walk being, you know, stripped naked, shaved and thrown shit at while she was paraded through the streets at King's Landing. I mean, we've seen her at her low point. Like expecting uh, Stan's Baratheon to barge in and she was ready to kill herself along with her son. But she was always just like, I'm going to get these motherfuckers. I'm going to get them. They're going to get me today, but I'm going to get them tomorrow. Then she like, yeah, she was just hopeless. And it was just last night was the first time we actually saw her defeated. Yeah, she was scared, and then I'm. You can't really get mad at Jamie for doing this. He was there for her, and like it would have been terrible. To, I still would have been. I don't know how you feel, but I thought it would have been terrible for her to just die alone down there. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You know, I, I yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad. You know, that was. I guess you could. I don't want to say it was nice that they died together. I, you know, I, I totally get that. It was taken a little too literally, but yeah, the prophecy did come true. She did die at the hands of the Valonqar around her neck. And then Jamie did say he wanted to die in the arms of the woman he loves. Yep. Yep, to Braun. So, uh, man. Yeah. We gotta be saying a... goodbye to the best player in Game of Thrones, really, in my opinion. 
One of them, definitely. Definitely one of them. So Definitely top five. Without a doubt. Since the beginning, too. So, you know, she's always been literally surrounding the Iron Throne since season one. So, yeah, without a doubt, she's been one of the best. But without, with that, let's go ahead and move on to our death list and update that, Blake. Yes, Cersei. I got, I got Cersei wrong. Uh, I got her right. I knew she was going to die. So, And then what would you have for Jamie? I thought he was going to live. So I take right. an X on Jamie. I'm glad we, I'm glad we tied on that one. <laughs> you I, thought he? I, I thought he's. I thought he's gonna die. So yeah, I need to die. Oh, nice. So we got one and one. Yeah, but I think you're still winning at this point. Let's go ahead and do a tally real quick because we got the hound also died. I lost one there. We did touch on that. Did you? Yeah, going into the finale, I have one second. Sorry. No worries. Yeah, going into the finale, I have six points. You're just going off of who's still alive. Just uh, all the predictions I have in general, like I, I have six accurate predictions. So like, wait, the way I'm the way I'm doing this is so far I'm only confirming if they have died. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Okay, so let's see. Let me start. Cersei got a point. Theon. Oh, give a point. Okay, I give a point for Theon. He died. Melisandre. She died. Jorah, no point. Hound, no point. Mountain, point. Samuel, Ferris, point. Beric, point. Huron, point. Hold on, let me tally these up now. Ooh, seven points. Okay, yeah, it's not one good for me going in this finale. I have bad predictions going forward into this finale. So, Blake, with this, who do you still have alive as your predictions? I can't change it. <laughs> I know you can't change it, but who do you still have alive? So I, uh, starting off, I'm. If you don't hear me say their name, I have them dying. So still alive going forward is Arya, uh, Tyrion, uh, Sam, Gilly, Sam Junior, Davos, Bronn, Tormund, and Gendry. Oh, and Daenerys. Ah. And Daenerys Daenerys. Yeah, that's a... Damn it. I, I, damn it. I have her still alive, and I don't like it. Uh, yeah, so I got Jon Snow, Sansa, Bran, Samwell, Brienne, Davos, and Gendry. So for me to win this, I have to... For me to win the Deathless, I have to have Daenerys winning, like, completely, an absolute win. <laughs> Which I don't want. Yeah, she's gonna have to kill like everybody, like John and Sansa. <laughs> yep, and I don't want that. So should we just uh, go into prediction for the final episode? Yeah, man, I kind of don't want to, but I guess we have to. I mean, we don't have yeah. much of a choice, but we don't have any more episodes after this next one. <laughs> so first of all, I was even surprised that like they even had a preview for the next episode. To be honest. Yeah. Very brief. Very, if hardly anything shown. Yeah, I'm not complaining about that because I was expecting like no preview. Yeah, I but mean, I, we don't I really like don't have much didn't. to go off of. I feel like I was gonna say I feel like we really didn't get much of a preview. All we saw was like, was it Tyrion walking through all the destruction, and then um, the Dothraki screaming, and then you know, uh, Daenerys, Daenerys walking, walking out to greet everybody as the queen. I'm guessing. 
Yep. So, I mean, we didn't get much besides what we already expected, what we knew. So we didn't get anything new. So yeah. I've... So nothing to, like, speculate about. I mean, actually, no, we have plenty to speculate about, but nothing about the preview. Nothing really. from the trailer. Yeah. Nothing from the preview. So you're like, yeah, man, what do you think? How do you think this is going to play out in the end, man? We only have one episode left. We've got a lot to go off of so far. So Daenerys lost the loyalty of Jon Snow, uh, Sir Davos, uh, Tyrion, and Arya. And yeah, she's, there's no way after those actions they stay loyal to her. The only one she has loyal from, loyalty from is Drogon and Grey Worm. So going forward, they're going to have to find a way to take out Drogon. They need to either find a scorpion that wasn't destroyed or build one on their own. They need to take Drogon out. And Grey Worm, I think Arya can uh, get the jump on him. So what I would like to see happen is either Arya uh, kills Grey Worm, takes his face to get to Daenerys, or Jon Snow gets Daenerys while she's vulnerable. But I don't know how they would get Drogon because that's that's one major factor. I don't know what would happen, but yeah, what do you think? Before I get into what I think, now do you have any reason to believe that maybe Drogon would be loyal to Jon if something were to happen to Daenerys with Jon being a Targaryen? No, I, I, I don't yeah. think so. I think she's yeah. called the Mother of Dragons for a reason. I don't think Drogon would go to an, a different owner. Yeah, no, I was the same. I feel the same way. I was just wondering how you felt uh, because you, you, that was been, that has been brought up. So I just wanted to run that past you. But yeah, I feel the same way. I don't feel like he would be receptive to that whatsoever. He would rage if Daenerys dies, and hopefully she does die. Yeah, so that brings up a good point. Like, how are they going to handle him? Need to um, find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so liver, living under another tyrant. Queen of the Ashes. Queen, yeah, seriously though, man. Like, I, I really thought that was snow falling at the end of the episode, like we'd mentioned in the beginning. Um, one of my favorite episodes. One of my favorite all-time episodes. My, I don't think my heart has ever beat so hard from watching a TV show. Like, I was legitly feeling like, oh my god, I don't, I don't feel good right now. Like... It was it's insane. Really something special, yeah. It's something special. It really is. It really is, and you know, I feel bad for people who don't enjoy it. I feel bad for the people who don't enjoy this because that's not their cup of tea. It's it's all right. No, but what's your prediction? You never told me. Oh shit! You're right. You're right. Um, you know, I I don't have much to go off of besides the fact that I'm gonna stick with what I have said in the beginning before season eight started. Don's so, gonna kill her. I feel like Jon Snow will kill her, and Jon Snow will sit on the Iron Throne at the end. But it's who I want little... on the Iron Throne is Gendry. I would like to see Gendry on the Iron Throne. That could work, too. We haven't seen him in a while, so I wonder what he's up to. So that, that could work. He's good, and then I don't think Sansa wants it at all. I think Sansa would rather, rather prefer to stay in the North. There's only so much we can predict now. This is the most unpredictable show ever. I know, man. It's coming to an end. Yeah, it is. It's kind of sad. It's like, I don't know how I'm going to feel after it all ends next week, because that's it. There's nothing else. All good stories uh, have to have an end, so. That's true. I'm happy we have the, I'm happy I'm able to see the conclusion. I'm happy I'm able to, it's finally coming to an end. And then I'll probably just read the books afterwards. Just a, 
I have something else to keep myself entertained with the Game of Thrones universe because I know they're similar but different. Same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to what the video game might be. I haven't heard anything about that yet, as well as probably, the prequel series. Yeah, the game, we probably will hear about it at E3. I'm just guessing. Oh, uh, your guess is as good as mine, buddy. But yeah, so I guess with that, we'll go ahead and sign off for the evening. And I would just like to remind everybody that you could find us on the Comic Book Legion website writing our comic book reviews as well as video game reviews. Blake, have you um, do you have a book for this week or are you taking another uh, week off for work? I'm taking a week off of comic book review. I'm going to be reviewing a video game this week. Can I ask what you are reviewing this week? Uh, Plague of Tale of Innocence. It's a story-driven video game, so I'm very excited. I haven't had a good story-driven video game in a while. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Um, can, I, I don't know much about the game. Can you give me like a brief 30-second to a minute description of it? Um, a sister trying to protect her little brother from bad people in the Black Plague. Oh, so it's like a like a old medieval type. Medieval, medieval setting, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. This is like action packed or not at all. Um, it kind of has sort of an uncharted feel to it. Not, don't like. I'm just giving you a rough idea. Looks like it's not like uncharted, but it kind of has an uncharted feel to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing a Justice League as well as you know. I did the Comic Book Legion podcast for this week. I'm excited. And slash nervous. Uh, I'm sure you did all right. But yeah, because uh, of you, I'm going to be reading. A, I'm getting caught up on Justice League as fast as possible. Have you started it yet? Yeah, I finished uh, volume one, which is issues one through seven. Nice. And nice, then I have yeah. like eight, nine, ten, and eleven right now. So I'll read those as soon as possible. Then I'll keep on ordering and catching up as fast as I can. It's a great series, but once you get to about, I think, I want to say 16. 15, 17, between those three issues is when things really start to pick up um, because we get to, there's a big, just a more of a, a higher scale of the threat we're dealing with. It's not um, a huge scale. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, it goes back to that. Let's just say that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It starts, it goes back to the totality and uh, I'm excited about learning. You learn more about that and you know, a lot of the different history of the DC universe, and it's it's one of the great, most strong titles I'm in all, all the comics. But yeah, you'll enjoy it. Uh, 24 is going to be out this week, and it is fire! <laughs> I have to be careful about spoilers now. Uh, no, I won't. I won't. I'll make sure. But anyways, as always, I would like to thank everybody for listening to the Nerd Grounds podcast. Blake, do you have any closing words for the evening? All men must burn, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You're right. I mean, if Daenerys <laughs> is queen, if Daenerys is queen, it, it, yeah, that's her words, not mine. I should have used quotation marks. <laughs> oh my god! And with that, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Nerd Grounds podcast. As always, you guys have a great week, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.